Welcome to This Week in Craft Beer, the podcast, the weekly show where we interview the people making the magic happen in the UK craft beer scene, sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. This Week in Craft Beer publishes the UK's leading craft beer newsletter every Monday morning by email. To subscribe for free, please visit www.thisweekincraft.beer. This Week in Craft Beer would like to thank our generous Patreon supporters John Stevens, Angela Peterson, Nick Flynn, Jamie Ramsey, Sue Johnson, Steve Hartley, Jazz Hundell, Phantom Brewing Company, Dolphin Brewery, Becky Bentley White, Alex Possels, Ryan Charlton, The Paper Mill Micropub, Doug Thayer, Sarah Allmark, and The Sociable Beer Company. So, I am thrilled to be in Bermondsey, more specifically sitting outside the Outpost Brewery and Taproom, which is the shiny new facility of Three Hills. And I'm here with Andy, the owner. Why don't you say hi, Andy? Hi, Rob. How's it going? Now, I think it's only fair that we start right out by me making a bit of an apology to you, Andy, rather than to the, the audience, who I'm sure are still under the misapprehension that I know what I'm doing with this podcast. I clearly demonstrated that I don't when two weeks ago I wasted about an hour and a half of your time recording this on three separate occasions and each time it wasn't quite right and the third one I thought was going to be fine I took it home and there was wind noise that basically meant the audio was unusable so this is the fourth attempt it's two weeks later I had the significant advantage of not being hung over to hell this time because I wasn't out with Joe from Pentridge last night like I was a fortnight ago I'm fresh and I think I know what I'm doing this time so Andy sorry once again but look let's hope we can get it four time lucky no problem man we had a great time anyway didn't we we, we drank, did we, we drank a few beers oh, Oh my goodness and that, that just compounded my my embarrassment really because I nearly drank you out of sort of the brewery and uh, that there was Steve as well of course was here at that time and so we abused your hospitality and left with nothing usable so Not I'm really sorry but here we are uh, fourth time lucky Andy it's been 10 months since we had you on the podcast that was back in October I'm sure a lot's happened since then why don't you bring us up to speed yeah so um when we were on the podcast last time we'd just taken over the outpost from Affinity Brewing right um and in the 10 months since then we've put in new fermentation vessels a new floor drainage we've built a bar um, taken down a bit of the mezzanine really dialed in the brew house as well and we've brewed uh, probably about 60 70 new beers since since then. wow mm. amazing so you've got a traditional bermondsey arch as anybody that's been to the bermondsey beer mile would would recognize that description why don't you tell us exactly where it is so people can get a sense of the geography? Yep, so we're on Seven Armand Road, right next door to Spartan, uh, and then Partizan is at the back. Um, so we're at the south end of the Bermondsey Beer Mile. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's the opposite end from Tower Bridge, isn't it? So if people are used to approaching the Beer Mile from London Beer Factory, Cloudwater sort of end, you're down the other end, yep. uh, effectively. But between here and Cloudwater, you've got eight, ten stopping off points haven't you so this would be to my way of thinking at least a great place for you to start your Bermondsey beer mile excursion and see how far you can get after that but yeah definitely <laughs> you might not get very far though because we've got 21 taps so we've probably about between 8 to 12 of our own beers and then we've got guest beers we've got Prosecco gin and tonic hard seltzer heavily fruited stuff yeah. It's always been my experience of, you know, you set out to, to come and do the Bermondsey Beer Mile with great intentions and grand plans, and I, I don't think I've ever got past sort of the third stop on my journey on any given Friday or Saturday afternoon. So it's <laughs> Yeah, I think it's pretty much impossible now to do it all in one day. I mm. mean, I think the last count, there was about 19 stops. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of places to go, and each place has its own little character, and, yeah, it's worth... Um, 
doing it over a few trips and really getting to know the place. So what, what opening hours are you running at the outpost currently? Um, so we're open Fridays 4 till 10 uh-huh. and Saturdays 2 till 10 okay. and then when the sun comes back more consistently uh, we'll be open on a Sunday as well nice. and we are looking to do some events on Thursdays, some special, maybe some spoken word uh, nice. some music stuff yeah. and uh, yeah some food pairings that kind of thing so people need to what look at your Instagram to keep track of that or Instagram and Google normally we'll have the the hours updated on on Google but yeah for, for the time being just Friday and Saturdays nice okay but two o'clock is a nice early start time isn't it the, com- compared to compared to summer long here anyway so that would strengthen my advice to start with you and then see see where you want to bounce onto afterwards but yeah yeah. Terrific. So, so let's talk about the brewery rather than just the location here. So, Andy, when we first spoke 10 months ago, I remember you somewhat amazing me by saying that you'd never brewed the same beer twice and every recipe was a new one, which is a massive undertaking as a brewery and I'm sure a challenge for your customers as well as your, you know, both your retail customers and your, and your distribution customers. So I know that you've focused that in a bit now. So why don't you tell us what you're putting out these days in terms of beer styles? Yeah, you're right. We've always been doing experimental one-off batches that was our thing but we've done a little bit of focusing in on the juice side of uh, what we do yeah so we've gone back to the beginning with our original pale ale concept hadron mm-hmm. the mythical norse goat when the vikings die and go to valhalla they can drink unlimited beer from the teat of this goat Sounds and we the branding's like a goat head and we thought it was a a strong brand but we've re done the recipe into a session New England IPA with Cryo Mosaic, Cryo Citra, Cryo Eldorado, which is our best hop combination. Right. We, we used it a little bit in Small Steps in Pursuit of Juice. But yeah, we're really trying to just make a consistent 4.8% really hazy, juicy, tropical fruity IPA. But around Hadron, we've also done a double IPA version, so double Hadron. And we've done an export strength version, 5.5%. And we also have exclusive to the tap room a raw version, mm. so it's not boiled. It's really thick and nice, and the the hop aroma is super fresh. I think that the raw version is is a magnificent beer, and, and you know, t- t- tell us a bit more about that because I, you know, it wasn't something that I was really familiar with before we spoke a couple of weeks ago, Andy. So, so what? How do you get to a raw version? What's different, and what makes it special? Yeah, so um, the raw beers were being brewed in Scandinavia, and are still being brewed in Scandinavia quite frequently. So it's basically the same process, but you don't boil it, it's unpasteurized, Mm. which means it can be a bit unstable. Mm. But the benefits of this is it shortens the brew day, it's better for the environment, but also you don't boil out a lot of the protein, so you get a thick body, Mm. um, which you can throw more hops at. But it also has this raw, cereally flavor, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, I think it's a brilliant beer, absolutely. And, And that obviously, as you say, because it's somewhat unstable, you couldn't really package it into can or keg, so that's a tap room exclusive, right? Right, so um, the traditional raw beers would have juniper in the mash, which is a natural antimicrobial, but we didn't really like the taste of this, so we've taken that out. We keep it cold <laughs> in the tap room and it's completely safe. And, nice. uh, yeah. and what's the ABV of the raw? Uh, the raw is 5.5%. Brilliant, perfect, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, in my mind, almost the perfect strength of beer if you, you, know, if you want to have a few. Yeah, it sits right in that like sweet spot of not being too strong that you can't have a few, but like got that feeling of having a nice flavoursome drink. Yeah, well, you know, I think that beer is a triumph and I would definitely encourage people to, to drop in and check it out. That's more or less always going to be on. Andy, is it here? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're thinking that we'll keep it on for a fair while. Brilliant. Um, and the dippers also 
going to be regularly available or is that going to be yeah yeah so the double hadron hadron session ipa and hadron export they'll all be mainstays okay um, so we're going to keep them in stock uh, brilliant and because we focused in on the juice and took everything that we've learned over the years from all of our experiments that's allowed us to do more experiments in other areas yes so um we've started a heavily fruited mixed fermentation mm -hmm. projects forbidden fruit so each month we come out with new fruited sours and yeah, we, we've also been doing a lot in uh, the Saison area. So you've also got a taproom exclusive Saison, I believe. So tell us about that. Yeah, we do. So um, we have an 800 litre tank in the cold store mm -hmm. that we dispense directly from. So it's, uh, it's called Tank Fresh Saison. So we brew it here and dispense it from here. You can't get it anywhere else. Nice. Um, but then we also have other Saison stock that we'll be blending into the tank. Mm. So it will evolve over time. Some of it's more funky, some of it's uh, more classic. Uh, but currently it's a French style Saison with lactobacillus and a little bit of Brett in there. Brilliant. Um, yeah, it's tasty. Yeah, no, and that's, it's really nice that you can sort of keep that interest level going, isn't it? And throw something a bit different into, into the blend each time. Can you keep your customers on their toes? Right, yeah. <laughs> and we've got to feel like that is part of the tradition of Saisons. They were like, yeah, you're always kind of, uh, just whacking in what you've got and like making new stuff and yeah. Definitely, and, and it definitely really helps, I think, to have a broader range of beers in your tap room, doesn't it? It's the easiest thing in the world to have 16 taps of which 12 are IPAs and pails, and those will sell, of course, which is also part of the temptation, but I think you want to challenge yourself a bit more than that, don't you, to try and turn out a broader range of beers in your tap room? Yeah, definitely, yeah. So we're always going to have the heavily fruited sours. We've got some guest lambic on. At the moment, we've got Van der Broek from uh, Holland. We've got Imperial Stouts at least two, yeah. <laughs> always two. We've got a nitro line as well. Hmm. Um, so we're nitrogenating various versions of the BPAVK series, nice. uh, which we'll, you'll only be able to get at the tap room okay. also. But it really, uh, we had chocolate donut BPAVK on tap and it was just mm. uh, <laughs> like, I mean, it, the nitro just makes it even even smoother and more delicious. So look, when we spoke last October, I can remember you saying distinctly that the BPAVK beers tended to sell a bit faster than your New England IPAs, and you're the only brewer I've spoken to that's actually made that point. Most people bemoan how hard it is to sell their stouts. So you've obviously got something pretty special going on with that line. What have you done BPAVK-wise since I last spoke to you? What have we got? To Ooh, to. We've got loads of stuff. So we've um, we've got a 400 litre Martinique rum barrel. Ooh. First of all, it had a cognac in it. Mm -hmm. Then it went to Martinique, had rum in it with macadamia nut and vanilla. And we've filled that with our BPABK base recipe. So wow. that'll be coming out soon. So yeah, exclusive here. Yeah, let's After do it. The next three releases of BPABK, we've got custard tart. Yes. <laughs> almond pano chocolat. Nice and salted caramel fudge brownie. Oh, that is also nice. Yeah, I like the custard tart. It really intrigues me because I don't think I've had a custard tart stout. Mm. Uh, and the- Mon uh, used to do a really good one. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was, it was delicious. Right. Uh, so we kind of stole the, the idea. Cinnamon the cinnamon uh, is the, the <laughs> secret flavor, isn't it? I think a custard tart, isn't it? It's a, a little dash. Sprinkled on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, that sounds really good. So what, what sort of timeline are we looking at for those? Probably like the next three months. Okay. So yeah. uh, over the next three months. We re normally release one, one a month. Okay. Yeah. And on the heavily fruited sour front, um, what have you got coming up with that? Yeah, we've got loads actually. Um, we've got triple berry session one and then we've got a seven percent version of that too nice uh, we've got forbidden fruit passion fruit mm -hmm. we're going to do some stuff with some mangoes mm -hmm. we're trying to get more peaches because we did a, a peach and vanilla base beer 
and then a raspberry coulee to go in it okay. at the point of serve. Called, right. oh, it, was, nice. it was called Peach Melba, yeah. um, and it was totally delicious, but yeah. um, there's been a terrible harvest of peaches in oh, Greece. Is that right? Yeah, there's been big, oh, real terrible frost, Yeah. so we can't currently get any peaches. Oh. Um, but if we can get them, we'll be rebrewing the Peach Melba. Nice, yeah. Is that is that a massive aggravation to have that sort of mix at the point to serve, or is it a relatively straightforward thing to actually provision? Yeah, it's not too bad. So we um, we boiled this coulee and then bottled it in um, 750ml bottles. Okay. So um, it's table service at the moment anyway. Right. You pour your beer and then take the glasses out and just give a little dash nice. at the table. Yeah, it's a little bit of and sort it, of theatre for the... Uh, it's, <laughs> exactly, yeah, people did like it. I bet they did, yeah. So, talking about table service, so we should have covered this when we are talking about the, the outpost, but what, what's your capacity here? It's pretty substantial, isn't it? Because you've got, you know, we're sitting out in the, you want to call it the road or the alley, I'm not sure, but it's, you know, there's lots of room out here, isn't there? And you've got lots of tables. Yeah, yeah, we can definitely get probably about 100 people outside. Wow. Um, that's yeah. actually our max that we're okay. allowed. Oh, okay. Please keep listening for more after a short message from our sponsors. This Week in Craft Beer is sponsored by Them That Can, the premier mobile canning service in the UK. Them That Can deliver the machinery, labour, materials and most importantly the expertise to achieve a professionally canned product that keeps their clients happy. For more information about how you can get started with their amazing services, please visit www.themthatcan.com. What about festivals? Festivals? Yeah, what have have you got committed and are you still sort of contemplating invites or? Yeah, we got an invitation from uh, Brew by Numbers uh, to go to their Riverside Festival in September. Yeah, so yeah, that should be awesome. Mm. We are going to Mikula beer celebration in Copenhagen Um, so that will be awesome too and then we haven't really got many others in the diary so if anyone's listening out there organising any festivals uh, we're uh, free agents we're ready to go nice Yeah, well, I'd, I should imagine there'd be a few takers on that. Uh, you thinking in terms of your own events here? You said maybe kind of low-key sort of Thursdays, but are you thinking about anything a bit more? Um, not at the moment, I think. But for the time being, we're just going to get this tap room running nice and smooth and yep. uh, yeah, get a manager in and, yeah, like you said, do the events and that kind of thing. Yep. But perhaps next year we might like to do a, a little festival and a Northamptonshire Craft Beer Festival would be good too. Sure, absolutely. So, so you've moved to London, haven't you? So you're based, yourself and Tom are based here brewing out of the, the art effectively and you, you have a team back up in Northampton um, but what's the split the distribution of, of responsibilities in terms of who's brewing what where uh, so um, we're, we're brewing most of the Imperial Stouts here we brew a lot of the stuff for keg coming from the outpost but we've got the cannon machine back in Northampton right um, so that's where uh, Steve and Jack are operating so mm-hmm. a lot of the, the small pack comes from Northamptonshire right but yeah it's a, it's a bit of we all do a bit of everything really. and are you needing to sort of transport tanks of beer from here to there occasionally for canning or yeah we do do yeah. that yeah yeah so uh, we f- ferment it here and then uh, whack it in the back of the van and uh, package it back in uh, uh, in Northamptonshire where we've also got a warehouse and cold storage and stuff and, right. and the lab and all the uh, all that kind of thing sure mm-hmm. okay but that seems to be working out quite well for you that sort of split site approach. yeah it's good <laughs> I mean we have a lot of phone calls and uh, I bet you do yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then with everyone's back and forth, so uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, we try and meet up um, as a team at least like every couple of weeks. Or okay. So, so and so, so they would come down here for the day or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Normally when we've got loads of packaging to do. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> so we just packaged uh, the Emperor's collab. Oh yes. Um, 
called Jedi Mind Trick, mm. a 12.7% Imperial Mole Stout. So it's uh, it's got Moritz chilies in it, smoked chilies and uh, cacao nibs. Fantastic. Um, so that was a long bottling day. So the boys came down for that as well. Okay. Well, we did take, when I was down a fortnight ago, we tasted the Emperor's uh, collapsed out and it was superb. I wouldn't miss this opportunity to ask Damien. I please would love you to come on my podcast, Damien. I've been nagging you about this for months and months and months. Um, and I know you've always said you never got any beer to, to, for us to taste, but uh, I'm going to keep nagging you. So um, hopefully you'll hear this and uh, yeah, drop me, drop me a message and let's get you on. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So what's next for Three Hills in terms of brewery development? You know, you've, you've obviously made a massive expansion in the last year. It's just a case of sort of bedding in now or have you got any more big plans? We've still got big plans. Um, I think for the next year we'll be just getting our systems down. Yeah. But after that we'll be looking for a, a new site in Northamptonshire, nice. a 30 hectolitre brew house oh. with tap room, garden restaurant, petting zoo. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd like to build a pyramid. That would be good. Yeah, like, like a Glastonbury style. Uh, yeah. Or more like Khufu style. Okay. That, that yeah. kind of that a massive pyramid. Oh, yeah. One side vertical garden. <laughs> One side glass, one side reclaimed wood, one side solar panels, and then you'd be able to walk up the outside and uh, sit down, have a beer, and look out over the Northamptonshire countryside. Good lord, you've thought about this far more than I expected, haven't you? Uh, this is the actual plan, but there might be an in, in between step before, we before you get to your, for your forever pyramid, that yeah. way, wouldn't it? Yeah, as, like, as people call it. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Um, I'm not joking about this. We're, oh, we're, no, we're, we're, we're going to build it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's a local farmer. Okay. Uh, he, um, he wants to build some holiday lets. Okay. Uh, and I've told him about this plan, and uh, he, he's he's reasonably clean. Just I mean, yeah, so you'd be able to come to the village of Woodford in Northamptonshire, visit a, a brewery, a temple to brew in. Fantastic. Uh, have some food. Mm. There's, there's paddle boarding on the river. Okay, nice. Yeah. All kinds of stuff to do, mm. and it's beautiful countryside yeah. as well. Yeah. So, uh, and so Three Hills is is named after Neolithic tombs. Right. Uh, just outside the village, mm -hmm. um, and obviously a temple. Uh, pyramid was a was a was a tomb too yeah, so there's true. a little link there i like it yeah yeah and i think it looked pretty cool just like jutting out of the the countryside and how, yeah. so how tall are we talking in terms of story like three stories high or bigger I'm than that talking massive yeah. yeah as big as we can okay <laughs> <laughs> big as you can get planning yeah, so uh, we'll probably crowdfund for this project i think i think uh, you should yeah yeah because yeah, it's, it's a big one mm -hmm. but in between that we'll likely get uh, a bigger brewery in Northamptonshire. Right. yeah um yeah there's only so much time because you're still kind of brewing out of a you know a relatively small space aren't you in, in Northampton? oh yeah, yeah so small yeah i mean it helps having a warehouse to store all your raw materials and yeah. all that kind of thing but i mean it's a garage basically a double garage, double garage and yeah. we've got a massive canning machine in there uh so yes it, there's not much room to move around no but it's been really helpful that experience um because the arch is not much it, it's bigger but yeah. like we had to learn how to cram things into the garage so we, yeah. with this one we've managed to cram in quite a lot as well so we've got like uh, about nine fermentation vessels in there wow. uh, about yeah. 20,000 liters uh, per month capacity um, yeah. yeah and it's uh, it's looking good I think um, but yeah it's, it's I definitely think there's some benefit of working in small spaces so that you use your space efficiently efficient. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So when we get the pyramid, it would be amazing. <laughs> I kind of like like to be able to move around and like uh, yeah, drive forklifts in all kinds of areas, mm. and yeah, it would be it would be so good. So hopefully, um, 2029, that's the target. What we yeah, so eight, eight years. Good lord. Yeah, eight years to go. That is a long time in craft beer. Uh, 
you know, that's that's several generations of uh, you know craft beer years, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, yeah, I think who knows what we'll be doing by then. What will sure. be on trends? Obviously, having streamlined your uh, IPA. Uh, output significantly um, does that mean that you're looking to try and establish uh, permanent lines in pubs yeah yeah that was one of the things that we were looking to do mm-hmm. and, and one of the reasons why we thought it'd be good to just uh, hone in on a few beers yep. in that sector so yeah if, if anyone's looking for one of the best juicy no tropical doubt. fruity yeah uh, session neepers we've got it get Hadrian on. Well um, the export strength I guess would also be uh, suitable yeah. Yeah the export strength too. They're both really really tasty and yeah it's personal preference isn't it which one's best. Yeah and that's all brewed here in Bermondsey so you know it's not, not far to distribute to south, that's right, south that's east right. or central London yeah brilliant. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> be good to get more uh, London pubs on board. Um, yeah. That's also part of the plan for, for this year once everything's settled down a little bit yeah. we'll, we'll get hopefully uh, get into a few more London pubs. Fantastic. Will anybody listen to this in the market for a permanent line? Give Andy a call. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, talking about trends, triple IPAs. So we've got two triple IPAs coming out. We're okay. Gonna, one's called Skirting Board. Right. And one's called um, Curtain Rail. Okay. Uh, one will be brewed here in Bermondsey mm. and one will be brewed in uh, uh, the garage in Northamptonshire. Nice. So you can taste them together. They're Pop almost exactly the same. same or? Almost exactly yeah. the same, yeah. So uh, it'll be a nice comparison. The water here in Bermondsey is really, really good for um, for IPAs and stouts, okay. for New England IPAs. Right. So, so it's a bit um, the, the the chloride to sulfite ratio is a bit higher. Right. Um, so you get a really good malt body, and, like smoothness. It's still not Cornish water, no. <laughs> but it's uh, it, it's an improvement on the Northamptonshire. Okay, uh, nice. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an interesting experiment to, for for people to see, like, uh, and this is kind of also for us to see what we need to do to make them exactly the same yes. going forward. Um, so we get like a benchmark and then we'll adjust the water profiles yeah, accordingly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. If I think it's, it's kind of an interesting project that you know you could do with other beer styles as well potentially, couldn't it? I, you know, I quite like it as a, as yeah. a sort of framework. Yeah, yeah, yeah we could. Mm. We could do um, we could do loads of stuff. I mean, the BPAVKs that we were brewing in the garage in, in Northamptonshire, uh, they had a slightly different process. Mm-hmm. It took a lot longer to make, oh, okay. but uh, it was slightly thicker. Right. So we're still in the process of dialing this in to get that thickness back. I think people look for, th- you know, it's, it's, it counts against an imperial stout if it isn't thick, but it's just the experience, isn't it? People want that richness of mouthfeel. Yeah, know? definitely. And I think we're getting there. Mm. We're getting there. It's, this is, it's almost back to as thick as what it used to be. Okay, uh, great. Yeah. You mentioned Damien uh, from Emperors and the collab you did with him. I know you had Dom down from Carnival uh, recently. So what did you guys bring? So we did a two-part virtual collaboration. Yep. One was an Imperial Black IPA with Sabro, Citra and Coconut. Nice. That was brewed at Carnival. Okay. And then um, we brewed an Imperial Stout with Hazelnut and Banana and an underlying vanilla biscuity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was based off of a hazelnut and banana cannoli. Okay. Um, How do you so get the banana flavour? I've heard that's quite challenging to, to get that, right in a that bit. That is top secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, we um, the banoffee pie one that we did with uh, Premier Hop and our hazelnut praline were two of our best flavours. So we okay. kind of put them together. Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, and it's been going down really well. And the the black IPAs from Carnival, I have to say, are. Uh, uh, it's kind of they, they, it's one of their specialities, isn't it? I've had a couple of black RPAs in the past from Carnival. Yeah, yeah, they really yeah. smash it out of the park. Um, nice. Yeah, so we had them down for a tap takeover as well last week. Um, Brilliant. And we're, we're going to be doing more of that stuff. 
Uh, well, who else you got um, collab-wise lined up? Um, so we're going to do one with Villages in Deptford. Okay, nice. Loki, the Loki Barrel Project. Yep. Um, and then Affinity Brewing. So Affinity, oh, yeah. the guys that yeah, were yeah, in here before. We've been trying to yeah. do a collab for, for, for since we've been in here, but nice. things keep happening. They've got two shops and a brewery, and yeah. like yeah, we've got two breweries, and it's, it's hectic. But we're hoping hoping to do something together. That's good. Yeah. Uh, soon. Yeah. And we always have one Affinity beer on in um, the outpost as well as a little nod to yeah, it's nice. The sort of call, call back to the, the history of the place. Yeah, it's good. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Oh, oh we've got one more collaboration though. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we ran a we've got a homebrew club, the Three ah, Hills yeah. Homebrew Club. and we did a competition where we gave each um, entrance three hundred grams of cryo atinum. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and they could brew anything they wanted with the cryo atinum. And we had about fifty entries and we judged them over uh, two days. Uh, and the winner, Serge Savin. Brewed an amazing pilsner okay. with the cryoatinum, yeah. and um, yeah, so we'll be co- collabing with him. Oh, fantastic! Um, I like that. Brewing a pilsner in Northamptonshire to then be served at the outpost, and there'll be a small amount for for trade as well. But th- it, it was uh, really, really, really tasty. Brilliant! So, oh, I love yeah. that. I and you can find us on Facebook, Free Hills Home Brewing Club. We're going to do a competition every year. People talk about the brews they're making, and there's lots of. If you if you ever need any advice or anything, um, myself, head brewer Steve and Tom, uh, and 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 are on there. Um, Terrific. Yeah, I think that's really to be encouraged, isn't it? That's you know a, a lot of a lot of people that I speak to started out from home brewing, of course, and you know came through that kind of club environment. So brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, all of us were at home brewed. These are the next big stars, hopefully. Given. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Serge is uh, a, a magician. Awesome. All right, well, Andy, look, lots of fun. Thanks very much for your time, uh, both today and a fortnight ago. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm suitably uh, suitably chastened. Hopefully, this is going to be perfectly usable if it isn't i will never speak to you again because i'll be too (laughs) too ashamed so (laughs) this might be the last time we speak i hope not but in the meantime really looking forward to watching progress here at the outpost and for three hills generally you guys are on a great trajectory thanks man thanks again pleasure thank you cheers commencing in november 2021 This Week in Craft Beer will be running meticulously curated long weekend tours to the world's most exciting craft beer cities in partnership with some of the UK's leading craft breweries. Destinations for 2021 will include Copenhagen, New England, Brooklyn and Miami. If you fancy joining a small tour party led by a leading UK craft brewer as we experience a packed long weekend of meet the brewer and tutor tastings at some of the leading craft breweries on the planet, please pay close attention to our newsletter and website as we make new announcements each week throughout April and May.